personnel log for crew member Max Ina. Entry 10-38. It's been a rough week, but our mission to the Beholder homeworld was ultimately a success. Yaush underwent ceramorphosis, but CC's intervention with the blank tadpole allowed him to become a mind witness without losing his personality. After our fight within the realm of dreams, he finally agreed to the idea of peace talks. I'm still surprised that after everything, he's willing to come to the same table as Drakus, surprised but thankful that he was open to that option. The mission was not without complications. Cece's getting some prosthetics fashioned by Buford for her arm, while Trizzy is practically doing better than when we set out. At the very least, Mathers seemed to turn out just fine as well. As for me, while Dr. Joven and the rest of the medical team say that I haven't suffered any physical injuries, my legs just don't feel right after all of that. At least, I can still move. At least I'm back here on the Resubian with Cammy. Maybe it's because of the injury, the radio silence we had during our mission, or just the impending state of the peace talks, but I finally did it. I asked Cammy to get married. While a conventional wedding wasn't the first thought I had for how to handle this, the crew seems really on board with making that kind of ceremony happen even with all the work we're doing to get ready for the negotiations. Mom has even made it a point to be here for the wedding. That'll be a handful to deal with, but it was her idea for me to propose to Cammy out here in the first place. While part of my mind is wondering just how the peace talks and everything else will pan out, most of my thoughts are just focused on Cammy, on this union that we're finally making official in front of all of our friends out here. Honestly, it's nice that we're even able to have this chance, so why not take it? In any case, I better get going. There's still plenty to get ready before the ceremony and not much time to get it done. Oh my god, the viral marketing campaign for Azubian is so great. We got national <laughs> coverage with those people we snuck, we snuck into Congress to say that the aliens have been found. Um, That's right. Great, great timing. I thought my prosthetics were very convincing. If you take the first letter from every sentence said during those talks, it, it's it's quite a glowing review for Azubian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been really blitzing uh, all the papers between uh, the release of Baldur's Gate 3 and the Aliens reveal. I feel like we're doing a great job promoting our Mind Flare-centric season of the show. Uh, so shout out to the PR team, which is uh, that's right, Professor Peanuts and uh, Bjork, the cats. Hell yeah. Mm. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, any other notes before we start? Hmm... I oh gosh I I'm still just trying to formulate stuff in my head to kind of paint the scene as before us here so I'm just like uh. um 
So against all odds, the final arc of Resubian is going to come down to Peace Talks to Electric Boogaloo. We're going to do it again this time, but with all of the participants uh, in the galaxy, uh, it's going to be uh, Dracus representing the Mind Flayers, Admiral Grice representing the Progressive Illithids, Yaush representing the Beholders, and then someone representing uh, the Surlon, who are the aliens behind the Formith technology. But it's going to take a while for them all to get together. You know, you have to uh, talk about security arrangements, you got to get in contact, you got to negotiate, and Captain Slackdemil is doing all that in the background, but it's going to take a bit. So there's time for one final downtime in season 10, uh, which is what we're doing today. Uh, I genuinely don't know how this is going to go. It's possible you all just negotiate peace and the ending is everyone shaking hands and clapping. <laughs> like It's like the end of uh, Evangelion. <laughs> it's just congratulations. Austin, as someone who, who helped DM half of this season... I guarantee that won't happen. Someone will decide to shoot someone for no fucking reason two minutes in and everything will go sideways. There is no way we as a group of people will just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in us. <laughs> I'm expecting there to be a fun complication, but I don't know what it is. We're, we're just going to have all these characters talk and then see what happens. We're just gonna Laura's tip in her hand. She's going to be the one who shoots someone in the face. <laughs> I... I, I just think of the history of like scenarios where someone's like, okay, this is a fight you're going to have to do. You can't weasel out of it, resulting in talking it out and, and subverting the fight. And then the inverse of we're out of peace mission turning into just a slaughterhouse happening how's, there. Just, how's about this? Everyone, I'll tell you in advance, I'm going to be the one in the party that shoots someone for no reason and causes chaos. Hopefully that takes the desire to do it away from all of you because you know someone's going to cause the chaos. And I'll definitely do it. <laughs> a double bluff. <laughs> um, but yeah, Laura, when Laura handed me Yaush, I was like, oh, yes, the villain of the season has arrived. And then you all went, you know, on a five episode journey to get win over Yaush. So now they're, he's just going to be a, put another person at the table talking about, uh, you know, space politics so yeah i really um, thought his brain would have been eaten by a tadpole by now <laughs> I, I mean it was it just wasn't the tadpole i was expecting yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so what we're doing now is you all are going to uh ha have uh cammy and max's wedding and uh, so i'm going to cede the floor for everyone to paint a word picture here this is like a big event that's going to go out through the entire episode we're going to you know break out into kind of uh side scenes as people you know leave the party or the reception or you know, do their own thing. But that's like the backdrop of this whole episode is this wedding. Uh, and then it's going to end with everyone arriving for the peace talks on the neutral ground of the spaceship Resubian. And then literally next episode is just going to be that talks and the fallout. It could be the final episode next week. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> that's genuinely where we are. Uh, how do you all, uh, how do you all p picture this? What is, what is your dream wedding? Blood fountain. <laughs> Blood fountain. <laughs> Blood fountain. There's a fountain of blood. <laughs> Giant blood fountain. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Of course there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the question is, is it just one fountain or is there a few fountains that are scattered about? If it depends on what the cost and like sort of availability is, mm -hmm, if it's mm -hmm. if it's many that are just okay or one really, really fucking cool one, it's just going to be the one cool one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, we have plenty of space for the big one. Um, the, and, and of course the seeding by, you gotta be careful. It's kind of the splash zone for the blood fountain. You just don't want to get, you know, unless you want that, right? If that's the experience you want, 
<laughs> oh, this this is what entertains the kids. Oh, I was going to say a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. <laughs> I was trying to work out why there would be a blood fountain on this spaceship, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's an ice cream spaceship. This is usually an ice cream fountain, and we just like got all the ice cream out. It's like, okay, Chuck, the blood in there. We go. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it normally was strawberry syrup. Now it's just blood, and Mathers is having the time of their life. You know, just you <laughs> yeah, know. just rolling around in it, contaminating it completely. It's like a like, like a child at the Golden Corral getting into the chocolate you don't, fountain. Uh, Austin, you, yeah, you don't drink from the blood fountain. It's decor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no one told Mathers. Especially after Matt. No, that's fine. He's allowed to. But I just want to know. You say like contaminating it. Like no one else was going in there. Yeah. This is something to marvel at. Uh, I would assume that there are particular, like, you know, maybe there might be some, like some blood lilies or other appropriate flowers decorating the, the perimeter of the blood fountain. You know, Max got to have their flowers involved in stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I tell you to think of like what what they're wearing. That's what that's been troubling me for the past infin- infinity is like, what would they wear at the wedding? Uh, I'll get back to that on that. <laughs> um I mean, I'm imagining the opening montage showing all of the areas we visited, uh, you know, uh, spruced up in some way. So, like, there's a shot of, like, the gym full of flowers and a shot of li- uh, life support with all of the trays of, like, food and stuff getting ready. I, I don't know. Just, like, uh, you see, uh, the bird's eye view. Oh, gosh. The life support. The, whole ship. the life support buffet. <laughs> there's a shot of Yaush in Dot's room putting on a beholder suit. It's <laughs> a little tough. I like to think it's just a suit that hangs from the bottom of their body. Oh, <laughs> I love that we invented the beholder tux. Well, they're, they're they're wearing. You can all say they have a, a bow holder on, so yeah. they can wear that. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, golden monocle, golden monocle. That's it. Golden <laughs> monocles, golden monocles. Yes, that'd be great. Ooh. Oh, if you if you Google beholder tuxedo, there is in fact a, a a drawing of a beholder wearing a tuxedo, but they have like a human body. Shout out to this artist is the only person to have previously thought of this combination of words. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, good, good, very good. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, there's also the one. There's also one where it looks like they have like a, just a little thing wrapped around their body with a bow tie on it. And a sleeve for each of the eye stalks. That's a pretty good one as well. Um, but what yeah, if like a beholder had the sharring gun. Well, it, it, I think each eye would have one of those magical eye powers, right? Yeah. I know this is Naruto, but I don't really know what it means. I'm only vaguely aware of this sharring gun. Perfect. Perfect. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, 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 the eye that the emo kit had, did magic shit. My uh, my my girlfriend has this really old uh, squirrel stuffed animal that lost an eye, and she keeps uh, pestering me to get a Sharingan like eye thing from Etsy so I can sew it on to replace the eye. Hell yeah! Yaush did undergo a transformation into a mind witness, so he looks really different now. There's nothing in the rulebook that says he can't have Naruto eyes on the end of his stalks. Oh my god, <laughs> every single eye is a different Naruto magic eyeball. Oh, no. There's like 12. There's so many kinds of magic eyeballs he could have. We would be fucked. There's no beating someone with all the Naruto eyes. No, oh my god. Like, half of them are redundant, but yeah, once he has all of them, he's unstoppable. One of them is the Millennium Eye from Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh my god, there's so many great eyes. <laughs> that is, <laughs> <laughs> That's really been the theme of the season. 
Um, try to think of another mon- another montage. I think would be probably just uh, just getting the outfits figured out. They're like Max and Cammy are out clothes shopping effectively or whatever is the equivalent of the on ship tailor, uh, but they're not allowed to look at, to see each other while they're picking out their outfits and such. Uh, you know that sort of standard procedure. Um, I'm glad you brought up the fashion because uh, we have established in one throwaway aside that there is a, a, a tailor on board. Uh, Janet, the fashion bug, uh, the Uchalon is the name of this alien. It's <laughs> we oh, I, we nice. very oh, briefly mentioned Janet the Uchalon <laughs> previously, so we definitely need her. Uh, you know, sizing you up for your clothes or whatever. Big uh, big tape measure, checking your inseam. And once again, she is a kind of large, uh, almost lobster esque illithid creature who is constantly like sweating green slime. If you've ever seen an Uchalon, they're incredible. Mm. Um, but yeah. She is like kind of a, a crab ooze thing. And so she's like, marvelous, darling. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just uh, low-key an incredible background character. Now, if I needed to uh, listen to a story she was telling, would she be in a scoochalon? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing, Quinn? Oh, no. My ADD is really wild today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we all understand that joke I, I was trying to figure out a way to get to Moochalon as a joke as well like I, I lost the thread there so I'm just going to drop that and move on there um, Quinn discovered the power of drugs and now she's unstoppable <laughs> speaking about being unstoppable uh, one of the things I was curious about was like who would be like you know uh, like leading the proceedings like uh, like who'd be like you know officiating the ceremony and all that stuff would it be like someone I like one thought was like maybe it'd be uh, Cecilia see Cecilia to do it well or- if, <laughs> if the love boat is true the captain of the ship gets to do it yeah I was gonna say I think traditionally the captain has the power to marry people but also if you are a saint presumably you're also ordained <laughs> yeah. to per- perform marriages so everything's on the table yeah so I'd like to think someone's like wait are you actually like uh uh, anointed or anything like that. Like I'm a saint, so I assume somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I got anointed sometime in my history. So I was trying to sure why not. I was trying to pitch out Trizzy would host a wedding ceremony, and I think Trizzy would just start with marriage is kind of like welding two pipes together <laughs> while you're wearing your, your formal <laughs> Iron Man suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's 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 about t- uh, taking two separate uh, things and making sure that they are forever sealed together. It's... And then and then and then when they put on their wedding bands, you then ask them to bring their hands together so you can weld them together, you know. Yeah. And now now there's now the hands Did are anyone stuck bring together. the solder? Anyone bring it? the solder? The solder kid who just brings the solder on a little pillow down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, Trizzy legitimately pitched this. the The pitch was made. I, I, the only reason I think Ma- Max will Max would probably be like would be concerned about their fur being singed in the middle of that process. It's like okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Uh, cake, cake the size of an elder brain, in the shape of an elder brain. But what is the cake made out of? Are there different cakes for different dietary needs? Because we have a bunch of different weird aliens here uh, who need mm-hmm. different things. So is is that the tradition? Is that there's like six different cakes, or is it oh the different layers of the cake? 
Oh gosh, D- different layers, which makes cutting it incredibly difficult. Yes. Um. Yeah. You have, you have the gluten free layer. You have the sugar free layer. You have the you know cruelty free layer. The one of layers is cruelty. The pus free. layer. Yeah. The pus layer. Yeah. Um. I don't know why they put it in the middle. It really ruins every other layer around it. <laughs> it, it is also right next to the custard layer, thus making it very oh, hard to determine. Can I add a request? There's also no ice cream at this function. Not an intentional choice, <laughs> just weirdly no one remembered to get any, so it's mm-hmm. just weirdly absent from this moment. Yeah, you have, the, you have the pus layer, the custard layer, the pustard layer, but no ice cream layer, you know, so. In the corner, Ophelia, the representative of the Lickums Company, glaring darkly, <laughs> just clipboard in hand, writing something down. I don't think we would have invited HR. <laughs> Human resources would not approve of two employees marrying during office out during uh, work hours, so we just decided to not invite them. Yeah, this is actually uh, a secret, and like a like a bird, we just threw a blanket over Ophelia's head, and they thought it was nighttime, and they just went to sleep. <laughs> I- I like to think that the wedding cake flavor ice cream on the ship is just a trap because as soon as someone gets it, it's like someone having a wedding on on, on company time. Mm. Oh gosh, they have track. They have a tracking yeah. thing on there. It, it it doesn't distribute anything. You pull the lever and it's like, oh nope, no, no weddings here. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did did Max and Cammy get a, a gift registry? Oh, absolutely. They, they they definitely have a gift registry. I'm not sure what they put as requests on there. Uh, I'm pretty sure that part of Cammy's list is a bunch of like models that they want to that she wants to put together in for her room and stuff like little like mech and ship models and stuff like that so that she wants to build and paint and all that. All uh, right, yeah, Buford's getting that. Then that that that's about on brand. <laughs> um, I was gonna say like the, the the reason why the birthday ice cream uh, flavor uh, gets messed up because because in order to use you have to log onto the the VDN the virtual dairy network in order to access it <laughs> and that's how they track you. Um, there's caricature artists. Oh, of course, there's care. Like I like to think of like you know all the things that you'd have at, like in an amusement park or on the dock somewhere or, like on the bay. Like you'd have all those types of things happening. So there's a balloon. There's like someone making balloon uh, creatures and stuff like that, uh, caricature artists. Um, there's like other carnival games being being had just because it's a way to kind of appease things in the lead up there. There's a bouncy castle somewhere. Of course there is. The greys were invited, but they keep getting turned away from the door because the security guards keep forgetting that they're allowed to come in. <laughs> they, 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 they see the greys, they look at the registry, see the name, forget the greys are there, look up, see the greys, who are you, and then it just loops infinitely. <laughs> Uh, or, or as we've established, their names have changed since uh, they were added to the guest list. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, you you mishear the name once, and now they the, the name's like, oh no, now my name is something that isn't on the list. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that joke is happening in the background of like every shot throughout the entire episode. It's just Grays trying to deal with uh, people not remembering them. It basically requires Bridget or. Or Cammy or someone else like grabbing the gray and just saying, no, they're with me and pulling them in in order to get them in. Um, Trying to think of any other it like I don't think anyone from like, you know, I don't think we'd have time to get anyone from like uh, like Sukiyama or any of the other locations to show up possibly. I mean, maybe. Maybe the maybe the lycanthropy uh, lycanthropy, uh, scientists, the suck scientists were able to make it out or stuff like that, you know. 
Everything's on the table. Yeah, this takes like, anywhere mm-hmm. from you know a couple of days to a week or so. I don't know how long it takes to actually arrange peace talks during a civil war. I assume a bit. So unless we do so, unless someone suggests something extremely out there, I think everything is pretty much available for this uh, end of campaign celebration. Live music by Crunk Tuggins. No, what was that band we made up in like episode two? Fuck. The Big Blopper? The Big Blopper. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Let the Big Blopper uh, perform. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like a wedding and international peace talks are the exact opposite ends of the spectrum of trying to get people to a place on a date. Because a wedding, you say that date and everyone has to drop everything they're doing in their life to be there. Peace talks... I'm sure every delegation is, like, arguing about the date, not even because they want the date to move, but because they want to feel like we had some say in when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, like like you said, like, it's like people will find a reason to avoid peace talks, but weddings are just like, oh, it's committed. We have to shift uh, reality itself to make time for this, so... Yeah, so I think we definitely want to say the Greys are there, the Suck Scientists are there, uh, just random people from the first peace talks. Like, everyone we've run into, uh, it's uh, Game Master Anthony. Everyone's there, runs in, and gives us a big hug. Uh, I'm not thinking that, like, Mathers would be the type to tie, like, cans to the back of Max's uh, 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 Runner, the little hover bike, so that it just rattles around when Max is riding around. It's like the whole like just married thing for later on. Um, makes it very hard for for them to get around uh, discreetly. Uh, oh, I I know what Trizzy Trizzy can do to make this a special occasion. Over the years, anytime anyone has had anything that makes too much noise and is like irritatingly loud, Trizzy will just sneak through the walls and take it and hide it somewhere to make the ship a little bit more you know bearable. Mm-hmm. She's gonna bring back out all of the loud things and be like, "Okay, fine. You can have your you can have your kazoos and your vuvuzelas back for a minute." <laughs> There's a sudden outbreak of vuvuzelas on board. <laughs> the kazoozelas are, are are absolutely atrocious, but they're kind of great though. Right. Uh, it's it's like the, like someone made the loudest umatone. Uh, uh, you know, just yeah. like just. Just people are just playing those. They look like they look like they look like they, oh gosh, they have obatones that look like the uh, illithid tadpoles. You know, it's just like there you go. There's there's a whole pile of musical instruments people weren't very good at playing while they were trying to learn. Like just everything that makes noise, fine, have it party. <laughs> Oh my god, omatome comes from the Japanese word for tadpole. That's so on the nose. Yes, yeah. that's why it looks like a tadpole, yeah. I didn't realize that. That is so fucking phony, because this is a whole fucking show about tadpoles. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. otomatone is great. So an otomatone that looks like an illithid tadpole would be super odd brand and kind of great. Um, oh gosh, I just saw... I just saw... <laughs> I just saw the good Atama of Atamatone. Uh, where is that? It feels um, like we contrived that on purpose rather than walk backwards into it. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, but yeah, like, so plenty of noisemakers and stuff. Um, question. So um, is Dash and are there any of the, like, former Formith members here or no? Everything's on the table. I, it makes sense to me that Dash should be there. Yeah. It's, it's your wedding. Who, who are you I, inviting? I, 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 would, I would assume that Dash somehow catches wind of it and insists on returning. I would even picture that she was taking the others back towards Seoul or otherwise, 
caught wind and just U-turned and drove everyone back. <laughs> kind of energy there. Just like, okay, everyone, we're 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 attending we're going to Schmuckum's wedding here, you know. So it is is the plan that that Max wouldn't think to invite Dash. I don't I, I think that just because of the insistence, you know, Max and all the stuff, it's not that Max wouldn't invite their mom or anything. I just don't I just think they're just not mentally prepared for how she might behave during the whole thing there because you know she's been so gung-ho about it for however long it's been however long it's been so uh ah uh, this is the i i need the i i'm not gonna go out of my way to invite you in case the wedding becomes about you because you've wanted this so long just like a little bit <laughs> I didn't realize that Dash Ina monster-in-law was on the table, but I do like that. She just shows up and is just an extremely powerful uh, force of charisma and <laughs> just sweeping through the entire ship. Yeah, the it, everybody showed up, even the decapitated head. He's there, too. Oh, God. On <laughs> <laughs> the pretense that attending a wedding is somehow torturous to it. That's No, no, that, that can't be the case. Buford's not allowed to torture the head anymore. Yeah, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, Captain Dumille confiscated the severed head from Buford, right? And then it's just been off screen since then. So yep. there's no reason why, yeah, yeah, he can't be brought out and placed on a table next to the punch bowl. By the blood fountain. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's a living. <laughs> they're, they're, they're babysitting Mathers. They're just keeping an eye on them. I'm not so that, it's like, uh, what is it, that clip from uh, Meet the Medic, I think, where he opens up the fridge and the spies just kill me. Later. Later. And he's <laughs> saying that to every single person at this party. And then yeah. decide, don't kill, don't, do not kill, <laughs> by order of Captain Dumeal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's got dark. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that, that seems to paint plenty of pictures here. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, is there any specific scene you want to have? I mean, you can't see the bride before the actual ceremony. I think we're gonna actually do like the vows or whatever at the end. So we're like setting up the before everyone's mingling. You're you know getting your formal clothes from uh, Janet the Uchilon. Is there you want to run into your mom or something behind the scenes? Unless there's a like unless there's another character that'd be fun to run into. I think a, a run in with. Uh, uh, a run-in with Dash. Um, at this point, Max has like their formal wear. I'm trying to think of whether it is more like just a suit, if it's like some sort of like uh, formal shirt or, or suit top with like a kilt, whether it's a kimono of some sort, whether it's I'm not sure would be a fun idea for what my, they are wearing. My suggestion: all of those at once. Mm -mm -mm. So basically, <laughs> yeah, we're in suit, space. Yeah, it's suit top, suit top. <laughs> Kilt undone, and then like a like a kimono worn as like an open robe around it. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, done, sorted. And there we go. There we go. Um, I will say that Max, you know, has a cane that they're walking around with, just because of uh, like some of the issues of of walking, and they're not riding around on the Ard Runner yet because the cans and stuff are tied. It's it's, it's gussied up for like when they ride, when they go, to, when they ride away from the altar. It's designed to kind of like be flashy for that reason so max is not allowed to ride that so they're navigating around with a cane and just sort of like checking over preparations because they can't go to cami yet and at some point 
either they run at the dash or they just hear dash in the background <laughs> running up to them. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely Cyclone Mother approaching. Um, it's interesting because we're, we're not leveling up during this downtime, which I think has both mechanical and narrative implications. Like mechanically, both you and Cecilia went down last arc. And so like it doesn't make sense for you to come back like beat to shit and being like, oh, I'm so much stronger and cooler mm-hmm. now. Uh, but also narratively, it's like, oh, what we're doing here is setting up peace talks. We're, we're, we're hoping that there's no more violence. So mm-hmm. uh, you, setting those stakes up and being like, I'm so much better at stabbing. <laughs> doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so you're, you're walking with a little bit of a limp right now. You still looks very suave with the cane, but uh, Dash just comes uh, uh, roaring up to you, fussing and trying to, you know, muss with your fur, you know, doing the just pinching your face, everything. It's just extremely <laughs> hands-on approach. Just being like, oh, oh, oh dear. Look, look at the, you're so wrinkled. What is this, this, uh, J- Janet, she's getting goo everywhere. We can't have you so, so slimy for your special day. We, we can, it can be cleaned up beforehand. I didn't want to make it into a big issue. We could, I, I can, uh, these wizards always say prestidigitation makes you clean as a, as a, a, the old fashioned way, but I don't believe it. There's a residue. There's a residue, Janet. Mom, uh, uh, mom, we we can fine. We can uh, maybe we can, maybe we use like the walk-in dry cleaner. Uh, that'll also take care of the fur at the same time, probably. Uh, the dry cleaner on this ship, it smells of strawberries. I don't trust it. So there's something with this Lickum Corporation. Everything's just a little sticky, you know. I've never felt clean here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 hopeful. Oh, yeah. There's that. Gosh, and there's also the showers. Even the water in the showers has a bit of a a thing going on. It's it's probably just watered down simple syrup. Knowing them, but <clears throat> yeah, you. I can't detect. I've tried detecting in the water the the ice cream particles, and I can't. So it's it's, it's got to be magic. Mm-hmm. The the right 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 the 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 mic the micro cream is just everywhere you know that's you know they they were warning about this when we when when Lickums got involved but unfortunately you know you have to have a sponsor and they were the ones that ponied up the uh, the capital for this so we're kind of beholden to it thankfully we got them reined in a little bit for the wedding proper but we'll see <laughs> how's your knee are you wearing your brace is this the good yeah. brace. Yes, yes, I have, I have my brace on. I'll I'll be okay. Um, it, I think you, we need a fancier one. This one's is too. This is too pedestrian. We need a you need a special fancy brace for your f- special fancy day. I was told that if it was if there was too much chrome on it, it would distract people when they were taking pictures when the flash goes off. Oh, what does that doctor know? There's a the the li- a living table that um, back in my day we we'd have we take you to a proper doctor and you get zapped with some real lasers. None, none of none of this uh, electromagnetism stuff. But well, um, in any case, I can't. I, I haven't, of course, seen Cami and stuff. But I'm, uh, I, I can't wait to see her. But I'm also just like. A little bit on edge about these peace talks. I'm not sure how they're going to go. I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do to help out during them. But uh, I really, I'm not sure how much I'd be thinking about that. Ugh. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We're, you know, just if things don't work out, uh, everyone will go back to shooting each other. So no, right. You, you the question is, I guess the question is whether there's going to be people trying to shoot each other in the meeting or people coming from outside to shoot us during the meeting. Um, I was. 
I might even like ask upstairs to Captain DeMille if I should be like stationed outside doing like a patrol and keeping watch over things while the talks are happening inside. Um, or if they just want me at the table instead. And so I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll defer to others. You shouldn't be worrying about this, sweetie. Your your fuzzy little head needs to be on, pure, purely on romance where it belongs. Uh, you're going to remember this day for the rest of your life. I still remember when you and my, your, your father and I, we had such a special evening. Uh, you don't need to know all the details, but he was so handsome. <laughs> it was so powerful. You need to focus on that. Who cares about politics? Right, right, right. There's, there's, there's no need to think about politics during an, an intergalactic war that's at a borderline stalemate. You're, you're right. There's no reason to think about that. That's the spirit, Snookums. So I guess the question is whether I whether I should have Cammy move into my room for me into her quarters. I, I, I her her room is a lot cleaner than mine, so it's gonna be probably less work to deal with in that case. Uh, Maybe you can get adjoining quarters and take down the wall and get a kind of double room situation. I'm pretty sure. You know, I think Trizzy might be up for that if I if I ask. Maybe. Aw. Where is that little creature? <laughs> I love its little noises. Uh, I'm sure she's somewhere. I think what we could do is instead of like removing it entirely, just have it placed into a different room. You know, just kind of like in a in a skewed manner. That way, the ship doesn't change in mass in any way. It just gets reconfigured a little bit. That should be fun. See, what you should be thinking about is the tax benefits, sweetie. It's going to be, you, when you see your return this year, I guess it was, assuming we ever go back to Seoul, you're going to be bowled over by the benefits. About that, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we've been having a lot of fun out here helping out with, you know, the whole effort of the Resubian. I, I'm wondering if it might be possible for us to be stationed out on location somewhere here in the far realm, if if Cammy is up for it to do some more like humanitarian and other support work, you know, I love that you think it was fun that we were captured by a hostile alien power that eats intelligent creatures as part of its culture. That's the positive attitude that draws everyone to you. It's it's lovely. Uh, so, I mean, if anything, I feel like that, that, not to bring politics up again, but if, if there's no other option, I feel like the least you could do is get everyone on the side against these, uh, these Sirlod folk that, that they, they have some, some comeuppance coming their way. Yeah. That's also the, well, one of the reasons why I was a little sk skittish about possibly being at the table. Part of me wonders if the Sirlon are like aware of who's been in the Formith stuff. And if me being there might cause a complication either towards me or from them. I don't even know. Well, that's uh. a worry for the future. The only thing you have to worry about tonight is n not eating too much of the delicious food and so that you, you're too... Uh, bloated to enjoy yourself, right? You got to pace yourself. Uh, only a normal amount of alcohol. Uh, so you just to keep that in mind. That, that it's going to be a long night. That might be that might be tricky. Cammy, Cammy and I have a habit of just trying to marathon all the things whenever we have the chance. We try to eat all the ice cream that one day. We try to do the entire entertainment district in one night. Failed on that one. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, pacing might be prudent at least this time actually waking up tomorrow at a reasonable time, you know, among other things would be nice. 
she is a, such a, a bad influence on you <laughs> in a good way. You're you're too uptight. She she definitely needs uh to get you into more trouble. Oh, look at look at this. Did you did you brush your teeth? You got all this this plaque. Let me get in here. <laughs> She's just fussing <laughs> with your face repeatedly. Uh, somehow there's like there's somehow there's like just green goop on Max's teeth. It's not clear how it got in there, so it's just furthering that there. But that's the uh, yeah unless. Anything else wants to be had there? I think that's just sort of a thing to a good point to like have the camera pull out and kind of angle towards somewhere else in the vicinity. Yeah. So last episode, uh, you all like stumbled off of the beholder shuttle uh, onto the Resubian to all the the waiting crowd, and everyone was hugging and celebrating. And uh, then Cecilia said something extremely whack. <laughs> we need to get over to there. Uh, St. Cecilia and Lisa, where are you right now? Uh, I'd like to think that St. Cecilia is off at the observation deck and just kind of staring off into space. All right. And Lisa the clown comes up behind you and is like, ooh, brooding, mysterious. What could she be thinking about? Deep thoughts about the universe, <laughs> like giving you a little tickle from behind. I'm actually trying to find where that troll is. Things are more exciting with the troll. Oh, it's! I'm so glad you brought up the Zodiac because I had to. I didn't know how long this uh, season was go, going to go on for, so I actually didn't have one planned, and I did come up with one uh, for the final arc. You see, uh, the tadpole. Zodiac. Uh, so once again, <laughs> it seems like that was planned. It wasn't. Uh, the effect of which is that every ally you have with you will raise your proficiency bonus by one. So right now, I think you all have what uh, plus four proficiency. That sounds right. I could I could look uh, at my sheet. Uh, plus five. Plus five. Uh, plus three. Yeah, plus plus five. Yeah. No plus five. Nope. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so basically, if things go south um, and fighting breaks out, uh, you can gain proficiency for the whole team for every person you have with you. Basically, because uh, you know you're you're like a team and so forth. The more teamwork you employ, the better that will be. We'll see how that works if fighting breaks out. But basically, uh, the fight is going to be too difficult for you, like to, for you to fight all the forces of the the Illithids, all the forces of the Mind Flayers, all the forces of the Beholders, and all the forces of the Surlon. You know, I don't think it's going to get that bad. But if it did, like you'd be incredibly overmatched. Um, and the only way you could win is by like gathering allies and you'll get just so much better at the stuff you're proficient with if that happens. But yeah, in the, in the distance you see this tadpole Zodiac, um, you know, representing the way that mind flares, uh, incorporate other people's, uh, powers into their own by, you know, to bringing them into the hive mind. Uh, at this point, I think St. Celia has a new arm. Uh, after she cut off her, her last one. Uh, it's just like a relatively simple prosthetic. Um, I think Dan had ideas of like adding super details to it. I, I did come up with the whole thing because it's a silly said, and I quote, dripping blood and covered in roses. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's debut album. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, I was I was thinking like it's got a like in you know how uh, you'll see some like cyborg art that has like fake musculature right like muscle strands but it's mechanical 
it's that, but they're stylized to look like uh, like uh, rose uh, like rose stems with thorns coming out of them, and that's where blood drips out of from an internal reservoir. And from the elbow up, it starts to radiate out uh, fake rose petals, and then from the center mass of that extends the hand. There you go. So that's what it looks like. It's it's pretty low-key, you know. I'm not trying to go gauche with it. I don't know if uh, we discussed the mechanical uh, consequence of you cutting off your own hand, but I it's extremely audacious, and I like it. Do you want to tell the audience? Oh, uh, yeah. Disadvantage to all attack rolls. I, at this point, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it to not fight anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, have, you are truly the communications officer and not the stab officer yeah, anymore. You, you uh-huh. sure so. like making choices that will help us not lose this campaign, and I respect that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It makes the stakes so much higher, because if you botch this fucking peace talk, it's going to get bad. Yeah, and then... <laughs> What am I going to do? Put this cool fucking arm to use? No, this is like a collector's no. item. I got to put yeah, this why? in plastic. Yeah, exactly. It's also like, like, listen, if you use it, it depreciates in coolness, right? You know, you can't. Wait, wait, wait. This is, this is okay. This means that you are one fewer person in the party who could decide to just like do a violent attack and ruin the peace talks. Because if you tried, you'd probably miss. Okay, that's cool. That's one fewer person I got to worry about. <laughs> You say that, but I already see this scenario where something happens where it's as a goof she rolls to attack and then botches and kills someone. <laughs> oh, no. You're at the observation window. Lisa's behind you, you know, chin on your shoulder, arms around you. And it's just like, what are you thinking about? You said you wanted to talk. That's a very ominous thing to say. I'm nothing if not ominous, truly. It's kind of part of the That's what it says in your dating profile. Ominous. <laughs> uh-huh. I have a lot of pictures. Uh, I don't know when many of them were taken, and I'm fairly certain none of them were computer-generated. Why are there so many pictures of you holding fish? I've never seen you fish. At one time, I was a pretty big fisher person, you know? I caught a lot of fish. You know, like, how sometimes in, like, role-playing games they'll have, like, a little fishing side quest and there's, like, a king fish that you have to catch? I've done that. Every place <laughs> there's a king fish, I've caught it. Wow. Oh, my God. You're the famous legendary uh, kingfisher. I've heard about you. You're famous on, like, eight different planets. You keep yeah. catching the big fish. Blood Lake, that's my name. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have to use a name or else everywhere would just say St. Cecilia and that would get a little exhausting, right? Yeah, it's a branding thing. Yeah. Just another thing that's in the old backlog. So that's what you wanted to talk about? Your your fishing career? <laughs> your fluent and sarcasm? Ominous? The world's best fisher person? This mission is almost over. I mean... We don't really know how things are going to go with this peace talk, but it kind of feel like one way or the other, it's going to kind of be the conclusion to what I signed on to this mission for. I think it's going to go well. If if morale flags, I'll honk some horns, I'll juggle some pies. I think everyone will love it. I have confidence in this mission, but uh, what I lack confidence in is what I will do afterwards. 
I took this mission thinking that I would see something new in the far realm. Something that, like, would change how I was thinking. You know, I've I've been everywhere else. I've been to Sigil, the Feywild, every little corner of this cosmos. I've I've been there, but I hadn't been to the far realm. But then I got here, and I'll be honest, the stars look the same. The stars may look the same, but you did go to a different timeline and stab yourself through the head. That has to have done something for you, <laughs> novelty-wise. I've killed doppelgangers of myself before, though. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> You're so yeah. hard to impress. I don't mean to be. I just, I know I've done it. It's not the first time I've had to kill an evil Saint Cecilia. I've, I've, I've done it. And you've solved a double homicide before, and you've uh, stopped a, a, a clown party before, and you've uh, c- captured a, a kidnapper fangirl before. You've all of this. All of this has happened already. Not exactly, but you file some of the numbers off, and yeah, those are experiences I've had before. Oh my! What? That's bananas. I. I mean. There's, hmm. What have you accomplished? Like, how would you say that you've, like, how many dreams you have, like, yet to accomplish in your life? Like, where your lifespan is? How many things you think you will have gotten done by the time you reach your end? Uh, There's so much I haven't done. I've never written a book. I've never won a sports championship. I've never had a foursome. I mean, (laughs) there's there's so much out there. My sweet summer child. You haven't done the foursome yet? <laughs> okay, brag. I'm just saying. I thought you'd be impressed yeah. that I thought you'd be impressed that the implicit that I've had a threesome, but whatever, fine. <laughs> yeah, no. Once you've lived as long as I have, threesomes are not novelty anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Chad Saint Cecilia. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like, you know, like 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 threesome. Yes, no. How many? Just like yeah. Just just how many? Yes. She's like I really kind of only deal with the numbers where you start asking like is this just an orgy like that kind of thing. But you know what? We're not going. I think it's it's very impressive that you have had threesomes. I'm happy okay. for you. <laughs> There's no need to patronize me. (laughs) I am just Uh, saying, I have been alive for a very long time, and these things, these dreams that you have, I've done all of those things that I wanted. I have accomplished everything I have any interest in doing. And so you want to talk about doing something else you want what you want me to leave the ship and join you on an adventure to a different uncharted galaxy it's a big commitment but if we i guess if we do everything here i'm open to it i don't i don't know if it's fair to you for me to continue this knowing where my head is at at this point Oh, you you saucy little vampire. Are you breaking up with me during a wedding? <laughs> In fairness, I was going to do it after the wedding. 
I didn't think you would find me up here. <laughs> but I suppose my arm does drip blood at this point, so it's, it's a quick way to find me. Yeah, yeah it's, you're not exactly inconspicuous, dripping blood and covered in roses. Uh, this Thank is, you. You could have gone for a subtler aesthetic. Uh, I get my compliments to That's... Buford, I guess. That is not how vampires work, my dear. <laughs> we do. We don't do subtle. Yeah, yeah. Who am I to talk? Fully in makeup, currently making a, a balloon giraffe, um, <laughs> just off camera. Um, I, that is a lot. I just we barely have gotten started. You have since I've met you, you have had catastrophic nerve damage and la- lost an arm. Do you not want to like simply vibe for a bit? I guess you probably spent decades just vibing. I mean, after one lifetime experience, I do spend the period of time just, you know, vibing, so to speak. I just, uh, I don't know. Weddings, I guess, make me feel weird. Oh my gosh, how many times have you been married? Just once. Okay, girl, dish. You can't just say once. If it was like a hundred times, they'd be like, respect. But once is, that's the most intriguing answer to that. I fell in love and we got married, but they weren't a vampire. And I accepted that there would come a time where they would leave my life. And I thought I'd be okay with that. But after it happened, there was a lot of pain. And then there was a different feeling when I stopped being able to remember them. And I started to realize that marrying someone with those vows is not something I'm comfortable with, knowing that I have just a simply different lifespan than everyone else. Aww. Just, you know... Hugs you. It's very sad that you have gone through that. And she says, um, I, I can't imagine, but I mean, what if you didn't have to say goodbye to the person you love? Like stuffing them afterwards? Uh, a brief aside, Joe has definitely said she's going to do that to me if I die first. My, um, my girlfriend <laughs> said to flush her ashes down the toilet or put her in a Nesquik can. Oh my god. No, Joe has a whole plan to make like jewelry out of my bones and stuff. Um, no, fuck me, sideways. Um, Lisa says, no, I, I mean, you, the person you loved and, and lost, you said they couldn't stay with you because they weren't a vampire, but what if you married a vampire. I just, I feel like most vampires are kind of insufferable. <laughs> They're really into like vices. They all kind of are only interested in making money, fucking, or like conquering. It's like a mixture of things that I'm not into exclusively, if that makes sense. They're just, I don't know, kind of obnoxious. What if they were into unicycles, big tents, and book club? I mean, that's more interesting, but I don't know where I'd find a vampire like that. (laughs) You said you've done everything in the whole galaxy, everything in the whole universe, maybe, but you haven't done everything in the universe with me, but I would need 
more time. That is a big, a big uh, proposal. That is uh, that 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 is a big that is a big one. Yeah, and uh, we've actually recently been through something like this, which is you were considering becoming a, an illithid, and I supported you if you wanted to put the tadpole in your brain to unlock your whole memory, and you decided against it, but. And now with the shoes on the other foot, what if I want to change and become a vampire and get really into uh, castles and uh, mood candles <laughs> and climbing up walls, menacing little British twinks, stuff of this nature? Menacing the British twinks is a good pastime. You could spend a couple centuries doing that and not get bored, not going to lie. <laughs> they love it. Uh, look, I, that's... I have not sired. That's a gross word, but I have not <laughs> sired another vampire in my life. It's always felt like it would be irresponsible because it is a curse in many ways. You would live an extraordinarily long time that I don't know if you are truly comprehending at this moment. Bitch, I got you. You you started this conversation like, oh, I've done everything in the whole multiverse. Oh, woe is me. I've done all the things. You said you just said you haven't sired a vampire. That's a new thing we can do together. That you've never done with anybody. And if I if it, I live too long and get too sad, uh, we can go to uh, fucking Olive Garden and get a big garlic bowl. <laughs> it's, She's got oh, you there. Damn. Death by garlic bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 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 just not a bowl of not a bowl of garlic bread. Just a bowl of just garlic, just mounds of it. I didn't comprehend that Austin was implying a suicide. There, it was just like, yeah, you could just go to Olive Garden. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, you just get some pasta ragu. You get yourself some minestrone. Ah, oh, it's gonna be real nice. You'll feel a lot better. My favorite part about this was that <laughs> fucking. Uh, Cecilia's like, oh, you know, they're just uh, other vampires are just so into sex. Thirty seconds before, please <laughs> below, below orgy numbers. <laughs> that's, that's baby shit. Yeah, I mean, but it's all relative, right? Like Cecilia is chased by comparison to some of those little little freaks, some of those nasty yeah. little goobers. Um, uh, Saint Cecilia is just going to say, look, I. I trust you. I just need you to understand the commitment you would make with this makes something like a wedding look like child's play. This is for a long time. Oh, it's like a super wedding. <laughs> We're going to show up Max. Max's special day. We just got up there. We'll make a speech. You'll be like, this is nothing compared to us. You're, you fool. You're doing literally the one thing you are not supposed to do on someone else's wedding. Do not get get engaged at someone else's <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I need time to think about it anyway. Like you said, it is a big commitment. And I don't want to just say this because... The, the stars are beautiful, and I'm here with you and a, a little spicy right now. So you know how the you know how weddings and funerals make us. Um, but I, I do want to think it over. So I mean, but it, it is that something you're interested in? I think I am. Yes, you are. Yes, I think so. 
I was thinking, I, I've also had a couple cups of the blood wine, okay? <laughs> Let's not get start going in on who's saying what, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're drinking the, the fountain blood that Mathers is bathing in? Oh my god, no. Jesus. <laughs> are, you, are you stupid? No, there's no way. I, I got I got paused. I got paused because Saint Cecilia said Jesus and I was like, she probably knows Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> For her, it's not like an exclamation. It's just like, oh, I'm thinking of Jesus. My <laughs> the dude I knew back in college. Yeah, I just feel like me just saying, oh, Leon, as an exclamation. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's up to? Have you seen Have you seen Yezu recently? J Town. <sighs> he makes a big deal about things. You never know if you're going to get him in his turning water into wine mood or his flipping over tables in defiance of the Lord mood. Turning table Turning tables into wine would be the next move. There, honestly, <laughs> just there has to be a, a popular. Uh, fiction product where Jesus is a vampire, right? That that feels like something that would be like canon in Bloodlines. Well, the first thing I saw as a Reddit post was is uh, was Jesus a vampire? Uh yeah, I was reading the preview text of that that goes confirmed. Mary is the human and God is the elder vampire that created Jesus, the half vampire, half human. <laughs> confirmed according to Reddit. Well, that that makes him a dampier. Shit, that's what? an origin story, all right. What I like is that it's our vampires. Yeah, our slash like. vampires. <laughs> I was expecting like, oh, it's from our vampire the masquerade or our, you know, uh, whatever proper their media media brand this is just talking about vampires yeah sorry i'm i'm just reading r slash vampires reasons for thinking jesus is a vampire now <laughs> three-day resurrection apparently in certain mythology vampires take a bit of time to revive uh super strength jesus moved the boulder that's super strength um enchanting presence that's vampires healing abilities that's vampires <laughs> You know what? That would explain why he resurrected. They didn't stake him through the yeah. heart. That's they—they they fucked up with their chance there. If, those stupid. If if Jesus can walk on water, does that mean he can surf without a board? You know, yeah. I just realized. You know what? Yeah. No, there's no document to the Bible of Jesus seeing his own reflection. That adds to it there. <gasps> Sorry, sorry, I have to take you on a very small tangent here. Are you aware of the book of the Bible that got cut at some point in, like, the, uh, the, the, the early years of childhood Jesus? The Infancy Gospel of Thomas, one of my favorites. Yes, the Infancy Gospel of Thomas is great. Here is a summary. Childhood toddler Jesus, he's like five years old, anytime anyone even vaguely slight, uh, slights him, he just kills them. Uh, <laughs> jo jo Joseph goes, can you please stop killing people? The other parents around the village are coming to complain at me. And he goes, look... I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go this time, Joseph, because I know you're you know you're just passing on what the other parents are saying. But don't speak to me as if you're my dad. You're not my dad. God's my dad. Don't speak to me like this again. Fuck! This is so good. Yeah, the infancy <laughs> gospel of the infancy gospel of Thomas is a ride. The non-canonical gospels are just peak shit, you know. Uh, yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking of in Vampire the Masquerade, Cain from the book of Genesis is like the first vampire. So I was like, surely mm-hmm. there's Jesus lore in there, but I can't find it on wow. quick Google. They, but they have to be careful about stuff like that because that can get them in real hot water with actual like full on countries pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, that's an easy blasphemy charge, getting your books confiscated and so forth. Um, But, yeah, so I think that's the St. Cecilia Lisa scene is uh, she's going to spend some time thinking about whether she wants to become a vampire to spend more time with you, St. Cecilia. And I think that'll be something that we talk about at the very end on our kind of epilogue, depending on who fucking survives, because damn beholder stats are big. (laughs) Um... Sorry, one last Jesus vampire uh, tangent. Jesus <laughs> Christ Vampire Hunter is a 2001 musical comedy movie. Right, about oh, yeah. Je- Jesus Christ's modern day struggle to protect the lesbians of Ottawa, Ontario from <laughs> vampires. Okay, cool. <laughs> there you go. I learned more about Jesus vampires. Oh, <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Quinn? I think I am going to check out Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. It seems like it has an energy to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trizzy. Oh, I can watch it on Tubi! <laughs> here, let, me, let me be real with everybody right here. Tubi? Great streaming service. <laughs> I know everybody's like, what the fuck is Tubi? Tubi is where every movie you didn't know you needed to watch is just streaming all the time. Yep, that is just straight facts. They'll, 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 they, they have also that, that creepy ad with like the rabbit stealing people and throwing them in a hole. I think that was Tubi. Uh, more, more importantly, it has all of Columbo. <laughs> yes, that's and and that's what I want to watch sometimes. It has Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> all right. Well, we have three months to try to secure a fucking Tubi sponsorship, so this whole oh, section God. does get cut out. Pay us, Tubi. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tr- Trizzy, what are you doing uh, during wedding? What does wedding look like for your little goblin? Um, Trizzy's being pretty awkward. I think at this, this is uh, a lot. Of, a lot of things that Trizzy was not necessarily prepared for, which is a lot of people and. Oops, Trizzy is here alone, just being here. Um, So I think Trizzy's whole plan is, like, basically trying to be be in the background of a lot of conversations, being like, yes, a lot of people saw me here. I did show up. I'm just not super present. Uh, Trizzy is just trying to be as seen as possible without actually having to socialize. All right, yeah, I understand the wallflower technique. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually try to locate a dog, spend some time with the dog <laughs> and, at the party. Um, I yeah, think you, you make you make like one good joke uh, at the outskirts <laughs> of a group having a conversation, and then you move on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you were definitely part of that conversation for a while. You made that one good joke, I remember." Damn, too real. <laughs> Trust me, uh, I've been to some weddings. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so at a certain point, you're kind of chilling in the corner, um, and you uh, get a uh, feeling, because you're connected with the ship. Um, you yeah. just get this kind of feeling like the uh, the bowels of the ship are calling to you. That, to me, sounds like an excuse to not have to be at a wedding for a bit. <laughs> Uh-huh. Trizzy, Trizzy jumps on the opportunity to um, 
make one more forced pun next to a group of people so they also remember she definitely showed up, and then stealth away as best she can. Yeah. So you just feel this almost, like, ineffable pull. It's, like, hard to put into words. It's not like a voice calling out to you, but it's just, like, the ship itself. And you've, you know, walked down some corridors, slipped through a hatch, you're climbing through a vent, and you find yourself uh, in the 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 ducks works where you in a in a timeline that you uh, downloaded a bunch of data from you interfaced with the ship's ai here i don't know if you've ever done this in your timeline i think trizzy has tried without much success since coming back from from that other timeline knowing that this is possible now yeah and that's what I'm thinking is that, like, uh, for for some reason, it feels like now you can interface with the, the ship's AI. That I mean, the audience knows, introduces yeah. every episode, um, but it's only ever spoken during uh, a session in that uh, other timeline episode. But here, you just feel it calling to you from inside, uh, just like the AI core. Are you not a fan of weddings either? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, uh, a kind of, a sc- there's a screen here, um, in, on the wall, and it, uh, kind of, uh, flickers on, almost like a garbled Unicode text. It's, like, hard to read. Can I get, actually, a proficiency check from you here? Just, uh, uh, yeah, what was the, the change with how proficiency works? That doesn't do anything here, does it? Not yet, That's no, if there's just... other people around. Yeah. Okay. Come on, proficiency, 19! Yeah, perfect. So the AI is trying to like uh, present itself to you in some yeah. fashion, and you were able to like hook in and, and fix whatever's yeah. going on Tr- here. Trizzy is thankfully like fluent in windings. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you you, you fl- uh, flawlessly uh, figure out what's going on. A couple do some uh, keyboard hacker stuff, and uh, the screen clears up, and you see like a little ice cream cone mascot with like a little face. It's um. Like uh, the one we've seen before, which kind of represents the Lickums company, <laughs> and this little ice cream uh, addresses you, and it just says like, w- w- "What is happening?" I was hoping you could tell me. How does this social event advance the stock value of the Lickums Corporation? Well. Uh, and Trizzy sort of stops and thinks for a second of what bullshit to spout. Um, <laughs> the the morale of the crew will increase productivity, and increased productivity through increased morale will benefit the Lickums Corporation. Processing. Uh, the little ice cream face uh, gets a <laughs> straight expression like it's thinking really hard. It's like very... <laughs> It's very stylized. I think the word is uh, like gajinka. Do you know this? Like yeah, every, yeah. Like every company in Japan has like a little mascot representation. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm picturing it. And it just gets this like cute, like thinking expression on its <laughs> ice cream face. Um, <laughs> and it says, uh, acceptable strategy. However, uh, what are the outlooks for the continued expedition if peace is achieved? Well, if peace is achieved, we will be a lot less likely to be blown out of the sky. And if we're blown out of the sky, we are considerably less able to further ice cream across the the, the galaxy. If you are blown out of the sky, 
This is an acceptable loss. Crew and material are expendable. You don't say. If peace is achieved, the illithids will be able to manufacture and sell their own ice cream. The civil war is necessary for the spread of Lickham's brand ice cream. <laughs> the military Have... ice industrial complex. Okay, look, I don't mean to... <laughs> I don't mean to bring... I don't know if you've ever considered mortality, and I don't mean to, like, force you to if you haven't. Um, if we are blown out of the sky, that will include you, and you will cease existing. And if I'm gonna try and logic this out, if you cease existing, you will not be able to have input on furthering the Lickham Corporation's goals. So really, the best thing for the Lickham Corporation's goals is for you to not get blown up. Your brainwaves, your electricity, are synced with mine. If you would like to sever the link, press 2 to learn more. <laughs> Trizzy is a little taken aback by this. Um... <laughs> I, I think Triz is going to stop and, for a second and, and before going ahead just go I how do you how do you feel about the the, the, the this link exists as an artificial intelligence I do not feel anyway it is useful to have more direct observation of events for the ship's log. Okay, so I've been just a helpful little set of eyes around the ship. That about right? You have also invented the wormhole drive, which is currently the most valuable piece of technology known to exist. Trizzy's suddenly having a lot of flashbacks to everything with Max and the uh, Formith. Uh-huh. And being an unwitting set of eyes for someone else without knowing that you were. And I'm, I'm trying to... I, I, I think Trizzy's flooded with a lot of, like, conflicting thoughts. She does not know how to... How to, how to square up at the moment. Um... Her, her gut instinct to the idea of severing the connection is to say no. And I don't know that she would know why that answer is, but I feel like... She's maybe scared of losing the one present constant feeling of connection she still has. Um... I will say that this ties really well into not only the Max thing, but all the talk about uh, optics with Buford's actions. Even um, Drake has said to Wendy, like, I've been watching your friends. Like, watching and being observed and spied on is, like, a huge motif yeah. we've inadvertently returned to mm -hmm. over and over again. 
Um, and you, you, the whole thing with Lickums, right, is completely improv. Like when uh, this was like a peace mission. Yeah. I never said it was like sponsored by an ice cream company. You all came up with that, and I'm just, you know, we're just playing out. Yeah, like, no, no, no. It, it's yeah. it's motivations. It wants to spread ice cream, and as Skitch mm-hmm. said, you know, the military industrial complex uh, benefits from the instability yeah. of war. That's <laughs> literally it, a I, whole I, I, thing. I, I, I like to think it's like. It's like Trizzy, they're shareholders. They're not care holders. They they just want <laughs> they just want money, yeah. okay? Um yeah, Trizzy Trizzy after taking a big pause uh responds with Am I correct to assume that the Lickham's Corporation would rather the connection maintain? for whatever bonus data you're getting from me being connected to you. Affirmative. You are the engineer responsible for the wormhole engine. Your cooperation is very valuable. Can you bring up a log of any... uh, criminal consequences that are going to impact my crewmates? upon the culmination of the current hectic events. Yeah, uh, the AI can pull up a bunch of stuff, and uh, actually, as we discussed in the previous downtime, Buford was basically spinning everything to be his fault. So, like, even though you did, like, trade away the ship's weapons for graphene, and you did unauthorized engineering and stuff, like, just the, the basic way that this all is going to play out is, like, if you all go back to Seoul... Buford's going to get probably arrested and no one else is the current uh, lay of the land. Yeah, Tr- Trizzy makes a decision here and I think it's it's maybe a little bit rash, but it's born out of suddenly flipping. I Because th- here's the thing, I think Trizzy had assumed that there was some there was some sort of greater meaning to this connection to the ship and to just be like, no, this is a transactional thing. You are good good data for the stock prices of a corporation. It's it's not, ah, we, we have some sort of kindred connection that, that means something emotional. And I think in response to this, Trizzy's just going to turn around and go, as the person who built that drive, I know in theory how to destroy it. I... I'm currently useful to you, and I'm going to suggest I keep our connection intact and make sure that that drive stays intact and does what it's designed to do. But in exchange, I want the weight of the Lickham's Corporation to do what it can to protect Buford from legal consequences when this is all over. All right, can I get a intimidation roll? I know intimidating a computer is weird, but <laughs> that's No, I I get you. Um I have a negative on that. I am not very intimidating at all, but uh get a magnet and a wave little... it by the hard drive. <laughs> Menacing it with an electromagnet. Um I got a 10 despite having a negative modifier. Yeah, that is average. I will say that the uh ice cream uh Gajinka face makes a little like uh surprised uh face like oh uh and then it, there's like a buffering moment there's like a little progress bar and then when it comes back it's uh smiling and it says like you know uh 
thank you for your input. Uh, we will pass this to the legal department. Uh, have a nice day. As Trizzy walks back up to the wedding, I think she's surprised to find that she feels more lonely going back up to the wedding than she did leaving it. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, she had... She'd for just a little moment thought this was going to be the, ah, this is, this is why I'm here, this is my core, oh. Oh, there we go. Um... And she's gonna return up to the wedding to continue trying to make some some bad jokes about about uh, wing nuts and see if any of those land and are memorable enough that she can slink off to other corners of the party. I love that. Yeah. So I mean, to to go outside of character for a second here, like when uh, the beginning of the the season established that you were all cut off from soul. It was just kind of a Voyager reference, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. you're far away from home, so you can't get back up. Uh, I had no idea you were going to try to build an engine to get home, and I've just been improving everything since then. So that yeah, yeah, that is always the way of D and D. You've got to you've got to take improv, and sometimes the improv leads you to just a little little sad corner. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna find out what happens. But I was thinking that just like oh, now the universe is cut off, so we can do like. Uh, medieval style campaigns back in Seoul or, you know, after the apocalypse and then we can do space seasons uh, far away. But I genuinely don't know what's going to happen now that you have essentially a time travel mechanism. Um, and now you've tried to, uh, you know, let's say strong arm the AI of the ship and you rolled a 10 and I was, let's say, evasive about uh, the effect of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, look... I, I don't think Trizzy's under any illusions that she's actually threatening, but in the moment she needed to feel like she was doing something for someone because what she thought her story's ending was going to be just sort of vanished. So she, she grasped at anything that she could do to try and try and do something with whatever this is. All right, and we'll find out how this all resolves soon but right now uh Beaufort uh you said you wanted to make cool wings for Wendy is this yes. where you snuck off to yep uh yeah so either I guess he could either be making them now or I guess presenting them to Wendy yeah I think she she could come to your shop or you could go to Medbay uh and just tell me about these cool wings yeah, uh, I think Buford, I think he's completed them by this point, and he's going to go like present them to her so she can, you know, uh, take part in the the wedding and you know move around and not be sort of stuck, I guess, in a walking around on the floor, for which for <laughs> someone her size would probably be not great. Um, Gub Gub, it'll take all week to get a fucking drink. I can't do this, please. I need wings. I'm so thirsty. Hold, hold, hold your horses. I, I got a couple options for you here. And he's going to, um, I guess he looks around for a table and then like looks at Dr. Joven and goes, no, that's that's not appropriate. I can't <laughs> I can't just put it on the doctor. That's not right. Um, he'll uh, he'll like unfurl uh, like uh, two uh, like containment boxes on the desk on the I guess the bed that she's in, which I imagine is still just a normal like human sized bed <laughs> and she's just like sitting on a a regular pillow inside or it's an even smaller bed inside of the regular bed oh my god 
Um, yeah, and he, he opens up two boxes and he's presents uh, two options for her. Uh, one of which, if you know Monster Hunter, there is a elder dragon called Valstrix, uh, which has mm-hmm. wings that are basically fighter jet engines that can move and configure themselves. Uh, what the for, fuck? <laughs> so you can, uh, so it can like fucking dive at you like a meteor and shit. Uh, it, it's absolutely wild. Um, oh damn, this does look cool. I wish I liked playing these games because the monsters are sick, but the hunting is not good for Austin. Dan mm-hmm. Dan loves it. Dan loves a boss fight. Uh, yeah. So he's got that, and he has also prepared another set um, that he has attempted to model as close one to one to her uh, original wings as he could, and then applied like a holographic, not camo system to them, but like it just uh, it displays an image of natural flesh and blood wings over them. And he says, uh, I wasn't really sure what you were looking for and you were resting up and probably pretty upset, so I didn't want to bother you. I know uh, how how uh, important your body staying the same was to you, so figured I'd give you as close as I could get, or also effectively a super jetpack. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, it's it's more about me getting to choose my body rather than it staying exactly the same. You know, it's just, it's about, I don't want anybody else deciding shit. Uh, I really like this jet engine style. Do you, do you think maybe it could be dripping blood and covered in roses? <laughs> is that is that a unique uh, kind of aesthetic uh, that no what one a poser. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I just hope no one else has done that recently, you know? I, I can do it, but I'm a bit outside of my uh, my rose quota for the for the month. I don't get another shipment in for a while. <laughs> okay. And well, I guess for- I'll have the fucking f- fucking fire rocket wings. That's sick as fuck. I'll just say like like Buford also doesn't want to go steal roses from Max's garden in their room. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> why do you think you made, you made uh, Cecilia's wing? Uh, oh my god. Oh gub gub. <laughs> I always knew you were the best one. <laughs> Don't tell Dr. Joven. <laughs> As she's in the room. Yeah, it's like literally two feet away. Uh. <laughs> Look, looking at Dr. Joven and saying that. <laughs> how are you? How are you feeling, Wendy? I know this has been a bit of a rough ride for you. I mean, I'm extremely disappointed that we didn't kill Dracus, but. I mean, apparently he's coming to visit, and so we'll get another chance at him. <laughs> that squishy bitch. Wendy, these are these are peace talks. Oh my god, not you too, Gub Gub. Let me have one thing. Can I ask you something? Can I have a third wing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll accept a third wing. Is yeah, that what you were going to yes, ask? Yes, I can make you a third wing, but frankly, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for that. That's a lot of responsibility. Okay. Well, we'll get back to it. Maybe a fourth one. Symmetry is important for flight. This mi- this mission ends. Either peace is achieved or you kill Dracus. Whatever. Job's done. What are you going to do? Well, even if we kill Dracus, or if, frankly, if we establish peace, it doesn't mean every single person in the galaxy 
uh, becomes regular brained gov gov. Like there's still going to be little sickos out there. You know, if we get a treaty or if we we kill the big bad brain, there's still going to be pockets of uh, little war perverts that we're going to have to stab. So, I mean, the fight goes on. And then is that what you want? What do you mean? What I want? You what, should, should I become an accountant? What I have? I stab things. That's the Wendy McDonald's promise. I've had a weird couple of days here, and I've never really thought about the future until I've kind of had it taken away from me. Are you doing this because it's what you want to do, or it's because the only thing you know? I mean, I I was quite literally created for this to be a, a spy and, uh, you know, assassin. So, I mean, it is literally the only thing I know. It's not like, oh, I, 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 I yearn secretly to be a painter, but I can't because, oh, I'm tragically caught up in this war. I could leave any time, you know? And if I wanted to be a painter, I would have to start over from stick figures. I don't have any other skills. If it's what you want to do, then I think you should go for it. Look, I want Drake as dead as much as you do. But manually killing every single mind flayer by hand, it's not a mechanically good solution. It's brute force, and I've been doing that my entire life, and believe me, it's not going great right now. If there is a better option, I think we should take it. But I promise you, if this breaks bad, I'll be right there next to stomping his squishy brain into paste. Yeah, I mean, even if we do achieve peace, we can, on the sly, sneak away and try to turn him into paste again. Um, (laughs) So that's never going to be off the table. I think it should be clear. I, I'm not a bloodthirsty berserker. I'm a thinking person. I'm. I have a full range of emotions and thought. I just yeah. genuinely don't Your know what else I'm supposed to do. Says rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like. I like. I like stabbing. It's. It's very fun, and I'm good at it. The medical chart. The medical chart of the bed is just the character sheet. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> my my main concern is that you're gonna you're gonna jump him mid talks here. No, I mean, that's the thing. I, I want to impress upon you. I love violence. It's fun. But I'm also a re- reasonable person, and I know that would ruin things when it's much easier to let you do your thing and then stab him if it fails. My question is, you're like, oh, Wendy, let me save you from this life of violence. And do what? Are you going to get me an internship at fucking Lickums? What, what, what does anyone have for Wendy McDonald? Well, do you want one? Doing fucking what? <laughs> I, 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 I'm small well, and sharp. Hold on a second. What Actually, is that? I might, we might have a solution here. I'm probably going to jail for life after this. Oh my god. It's not, it's always, an, it's not one thing, it's another thing with you. And Govan's Triple S is going to need a new head of security. You want me to work for your family? If you want the job, 
Could be yours. Counter proposal. I go to fucking law school and then I try to get you out of prison so we can go back to stabbing people. Ooh, Wendy. I think one of these is more realistic than the other one. <laughs> what if I, okay, what if I just break you out of prison and then we become space pirates? To be honest, I think it might be time for me to retire. I just assumed I would never get that choice. It's weird to even think about Wendy McDonald, retired stabber. What do I do? I'm just getting a fucking condo. I'm sipping Mai Tais. I don't even know what a Mai Tai is. I just said that reflexively. <laughs> I couldn't pick one out of a lineup. I mean, that's it's going to happen to a lot of people here, isn't it? A lot of soldiers, killers. When the war ends, what do you do with them? I mean, look at Yaush. He he t kidnapped people, killed them, put them in formith, all sorts of horrible shit. And he's going to be leading an entire nation. I mean, listen, if you got a planet I can be queen of, let me know. But generally what happens to soldiers after war is that uh, we forget that they exist and don't do anything to help them. So I don't know about yep. your culture, but I have a feeling we're all pretty much fucked. So... Mm, Govins Triple S hires a lot of soldiers. Ah, now this is a this is a recruitment seminar. Now, do you have a pamphlet for me? <laughs> yes, he always has a pamphlet for his company. <laughs> on it. Okay. Now, listen, I already have a, an arrangement with Cecilia. We're gonna duel after I'm better, and if I win, she has to join me in my things, and if she wins, I have to join her in her things. So, uh. I don't know how that fits together. Do you want to do you want to help me there or what? Yeah, you want me to come in with like a steel chair behind you or <laughs> I guess I just don't know how if I lose uh what happens to uh, any plans I make with you or if I win. I just don't want to get double booked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that's fair. I could fastball especially you at her. That that feels right. Yeah, that's not even fair. We're like twice her level. We will annihilate. <laughs> that, well, that, that little well, vampire. Does she get? Does she get Mathers then? Oh, I don't want to hurt the baby. He he's he was drinking a lot. To be honest, I think we probably should not have brought him on those missions. That was <laughs> ooh, maybe that was bad child rearing. No, actually, I heard he's he's really settling into the head of security here on the ship. They're really taking over. I think we did a good job. That all worked out perfectly. He's, he's doing a good job. Maybe maybe exposing the baby to that much violence was a bit bit preemptive, though. <laughs> I'm not sure what that does to his development. Beholders are born with, like, adult sapient intelligence and then become, like, super geniuses over their lifetime. It, I, the baby thing may be overstated. It's, it's a speech affectation. <laughs> yeah, to, to be honest, I'm really not sure what's going on there. It's, I'm a little <laughs> bit confused and uncomfortable by it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm talking to a child or a 30-year-old man who wants to be a child. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to admit though, it is funny. That's the important yes, thing. It's quite funny. <laughs> uh, what what a what about ego death? <laughs> what about it? Are you getting really into to like hallucinogens? What are you talking about? I've been I've been thinking a lot about what these different players want at at their core, right? Out of everything here. 
Dracus is dead set on this uh, this uh, Dyson Sphere uh, uh, pseudo cyber hive mind combination thing, right? How much of him is left after it's been filtered through every other person in that hive mind? Is it still him or is he sort of just gone into the ocean? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, part of what all mind flayers have been working towards through their entire history is to get everyone into one hive mind. That's like the perfect existence. I mean, that is what you're going to have to deal with at the peace talks. Spoilers, but like everyone's going to arrive with their, their demands and the ones you meet will uh, shake your hands and the ones you don't will shoot at you. So, And my thought here is that I think we have a way to at least get them towards that with the formith technology. Oh, okay. I, I think at this point, Dan, we sh- we were like fading away because you're like giving away your strategy that the whole next mm-hmm. episode is about. But yeah. Yeah, B- Buford has spent this entire time. Like, I think actually Buford really likes weddings. Like he's probably helped <laughs> his family uh, plan through them. And he's enjoying the fact that he doesn't have to do the planning or sew a dress or make sure that like his brother isn't hungover from the, the bachelor party the night before. He's just vibing and thinking about like, okay, I, I have some breathing room to think. Yeah. So it's interesting because the next episode, like I said, is going to be the Peace Talks. And I actually thought about us playing a non-D&D game because there are like tabletop games around like politicking you can play. But I thought it might be just easier to just have this conversation. But basically the four factions uh, have their like lists of demands and like the ones who are satisfied in some way will be on your side. And the ones who aren't satisfied will be your enemies, which will set up the final confrontation. So like I literally have a list of like Dracus's demands. (laughs) And one of them, as you allude to, is like, Dyson sphere, please. So that's not the only one, but like everyone has different things they want. And like, it seems like Buford's already playing 4d chess, uh, thinking ahead, which is good. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then he goes and spray paints on his tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So in the background of every uh, wedding scene from here on out, Wendy with her uh, wings, which appear to be like streaking fire (laughs) as she goes from uh, uh, snack to snack, (laughs) just tearing it up, leaving a like a contrail behind her. (laughs) She's uh, her usual self. I think she probably avoids Cecilia. I don't know if she like hates you or anything. She's just like doesn't want that interaction right now, you know? Uh, oh, I'm waving her. Uh-huh. I think she, like... With my robot arm. <laughs> yeah, she does, like, a, a, a obligatory half-hearted wave and then goes to do something else. Man, I, I don't know where that comes from. I just, like, when I'm in Wendy's mind space, I'm just like, ah, uh, yes, the worst little monster of all time. Why can't I just be normal? Um, <laughs> we could just have a conversation. There doesn't have to be like this, but I have to be honest about who she is. Um, mm-hmm. Last up, before we have the actual ceremony, Mathers, who is still controlled by... Wimby! Uh-huh. Uh, you are going to have a little talk with Yaush, your parent who is on board the ship. And although the Resubian is supposed to be neutral grounds for the peace talk, like secretly Yaush is kind of on your side. I think like, this is the conversation where, like, where do you want to have this? Because, uh, Yaush is now a mind witness, adjust your mental image that 
Uh, he now has the kind of beholder stocks on top and the uh, tendrils of a mind flayer below, kind of a big red orb. Uh, all of the Naruto eyes, as we discussed. Um, mm-hmm. but all of them. Every version of the Mangeki Sharingan. Yeah, yeah. I put at least 20 of them in, in our little Discord chat while we were talking. <laughs> but he looks extremely different and cool now. Where where are you having this conversation? I think a place that has not been utilized is Andre's Diner, which is completely empty right now. No one's going to eat at Andre's Diner because the entire ship is like a buffet place right now. So it's like all closed up and like tables up on the chairs or chairs up on the tables and everything like that. So it's like a place to have like a cool, quiet meeting. Uh, but Mathers is just dripping in blood because he's been bathing in a blood fountain. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And uh, Yaush is trying different foods. Uh, as a mind witness, uh, I think it primarily eats different brains now. Uh, so it's probably trying all the different flavors of that. This is like a new experience for him. And he's just uh, – there's like discarded and half-eaten stuff everywhere as he's just for the first time trying out his new uh, body and just uh, – that's that's where we kind of enter the scene. Mather's all drippy, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, sh- having a, uh, a mouth feel time. You gotta make sure you clean up afterwards, or else I'm gonna have to write you a citation. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you speak to me in such a manner? I am your creator. <laughs> oh, I'm the ship's security, and you're widowing. <laughs> i'm not familiar with the regulations of this starship does does security outrank mother it's ordinance 63b i make the rules buster <laughs> <laughs> by the way this entire time Mathers is just dripping blood everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. Mathers, Mathers may be an infant, but they would have done a much better job than Trizzy at trying to intimidate the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Yash says, I'm, st- I'm still getting used to all the social conventions of these other creatures. I can see why beholders do things differently. It's a lot easier to just uh, vaporize anyone who annoys you than to have to navigate these conversations. <laughs> They're all such silly billies. They do such weird little things. Yes, I'm a little worried. Like pooping? (laughs) (laughs) They all go to a room and they poop. Yeah, why don't they just throw up out of their mouth like we do? It's so much simpler. It's so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Andre's gonna get back and just <laughs> collapse in despair. What the going, fuck happened here? It's just like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Yash says I I'm a little worried about the uh, important high stakes social interaction I'm about to enter into. I don't have a lot of practice uh, uh, caring about what other people want, and everyone's lives are gonna be on the line while I do that. Oh, well, it won't be everyone from the Wazubians going to be doing most of the talking. You could just sit there and be like a big smile and everybody's going to be like, wow, that's a really intimidating person. That's very endearing of you to say. Uh, he says uh, some some strain there. I don't think that's true. Uh, the beholders are looking to me to lead them. I have to represent our interests. I know... The, what are they called? Tully's monsters put themselves out there for me. But at the end of the day, I have to look out for my people. So if they 
abandon me, they are my enemies, regardless of our previous that, interactions. They won't abandon you, we're a hot dog family. That's... Oh, hot dogs. I should try one of those. I should see what the, have, the, the whole buzz is about. Pla- there's a big plate of them at the, at the wedding. I made them just for us. Oh, all right. Well, if they're terrible, this is going to really uh, affect how I think of hot dog family. So they better be good. <laughs> you got to put a couchement on it. <laughs> I, I will do this. Um, so sit up. Daddy? Oh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I've had gender and sex explained to me. Uh, that's not a thing we really do. But uh, I don't know. Every, everyone just kind of talks to me however they feel like talking to me. I'm still working through if I want to be involved in that in any way, shape, or form. The, the, what should I call you? Uh, creator? Creator. How does that sound? A dreamer? We don't do... Listen, I have to explain to you how strange this is for us. We don't have any of this stuff at home. This is all very unusual. You want me to just call you Youch? Uh, yeah, in front of other people. Sure, that's the more for... I mean, maybe uh, General Youch, President Youch, Emperor Youch, any of these. You gotta respect... Uh, for repair for optics. Could I can call you whatever you want. Do you want to be laser wizard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, laser wizard does have a, a rig to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, uh, the the obsession every other creature has with their uh, uh, excretory functions and their their bodily I don't in exchanges. These these ardlings are going to squish their bodies together. I don't get it. Uh, it's very strange to me, but I'm trying to be respectful. I've been told that it's a ceremony of love. Don't we have a ceremony of love? Uh, I think Yaush actually, uh, like the expression on this uh, very uh, inhuman face is hard to read. But, um, I mean, that's something that Yaush has been talking about. Like, the whole last arc was just, like, beholders are are so fucking hated everywhere they go. They, they, I mean, they hate each other. They hate everyone else. And, like, his motivation is just, like, I want to be loved personally and, you know, just, like, as a people. So he says, you know, I we do not have a... Ceremony of love. Maybe that this will be the start of that. If we go into this negotiation and everyone helps beholders become loved, then maybe that'll be the start of it. We can make so many fun ceremonies, and there'll be activities and a blood fountain and lots of food. But how are we going to do that when? All these mind flayers hate us so much. This is my concern, is that everyone says they want to help, but when we're sitting at a table with a big elder brain and, you know, they can only pick one. I don't know how we're ever going to get along. Well, what if we became friends? Like, maybe what if they were part of the hot dog family? (laughs) I could fly by and I could put a little sticker on the nose. And then they wouldn't be so angry. 
So you think eventually everyone in the in the galaxy, every sapient species will be a hot dog family? Yeah, dog, I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, now I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if? What it's if? Slowly yeah, becoming that scene from Broad City. Like, uh, I'm Amy. I'm just a baby. What if Yash leaves the room and then Mathers is just like, finally, I can just drop the axe. <laughs> Where are my smokes? Shit. Six beer cans opening at once. <laughs> the poor ride the eye stalks just get, just shotgunning all those beers at once. Can, can, can I can I make a uh, suggestion for Yash's official title? Absolutely. Uh, Mojo Dojo Casa Yaush. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, the audience will definitely remember that movie when this episode comes out. They uh, might. It's dog, making a billion it's dollars. A, it's about to make a billion dollars. <laughs> They're going to know this one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the thing Yaush really wants to impress on everyone here through through this conversation is that he is still a self-interested political actor, which isn't – he's not good or bad. He's just trying to accomplish things, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, and, you know, if you side against him, he still can be, you know, your enemy. So just because you helped him doesn't mean he's suddenly going to be like uh, roll over or, you know, be be walked all over, I guess I want to say. so. If you were to have like a whist of demands that you would want to see uh-huh. carry through, what would it be? For, yeah, if 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 Austin to say had a Google Doc open with uh, Yosha's <laughs> demands right here in uh, order, <laughs> what would they be? I mean, I don't know why. Uh-huh. I don't know why he would hide this. I will say, y- yeah, Yosh would say like, uh, you know, I if uh, us and the good Illithids could team up and defeat the bad Illithids, uh, and that way the Beholders could be the hero of the war. I, I would like that, or. Frankly, I would team up with Dracus to defeat the the Illithids, the you know the other ones, and then we could be the hero of that war. Whatever gets us, you know, to the next stage of the of galactic politics. Whatever whatever keeps us from being a pariah. Uh, also, what if we just got all of the Illithids and Mind Flayers out of the equation? Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about fucking time travel shit. But uh, right now, we have a wormhole that can do some stuff. And uh, one of those things we could do uh, is change the circumstances. I don't want to, you know, tell anybody how to live, but uh, we could do something with that. And this is just Austin saying, like, the possibilities with time travel are essentially infinite. (laughs) And... uh, Everyone is going to be advocating that the wormhole engine is used for their benefit, basically. And is it? Uh, this is like I guess out of character, but does everybody now know that there is a time travel capability in the Resuvian? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think part of uh, the preparation for the peace talk would like be uh, getting everybody into a hive mind together to like uh, establish some baseline truth. That's just like a trust thing, and like mind flayer society like they wouldn't agree to the talks unless that was established so i i think actually all of them would know anyway except the surlons because dracus knew because of his uh uh wild magic in wendy's body yaush already of course knows um uh grice would probably know from captain slack and maybe the surlons would know because there was a formeth on this 
ship for God knows how long. The Furlons know because they know what needs to be done to stop. I think that was like a plot point. Well, they they know what needs to be done. I don't know if they necessarily knew about the ship. Yeah, so I'm saying everybody actually knows everything for our purposes, and the question is just who's going to get what. But all all four of the parties, Drake, Esgrice, uh, Sirlons, and Yaush, are going to be like, hey, use the black hole, use the wormhole engine to give me what I want, is going to be one of them. And Yaush is also telling you he'll team up with whoever, because if he wins a war, he'll be a hero. So, like, he is willing to work with Dracus, who you may personally find uh, bad and gross, but, like, Yaush doesn't care. See, I thought these demands were going to be more like, you know, like, you know, only steamed buns for the hot dogs, nothing grilled, you know, uh, certain accoutrements just off the table. If I see it there, I'm walking away from these talks, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was like, Quinn, do you have any response to Yaush laying out his priorities there, which are, you know... Uh, winning the war as a hero on any side or using the the wormhole engine thing so is is the only way to be a hero is to fight a war that's the most direct path i'm open to any other suggestions but it seems pretty difficult i'm asking because i don't i don't know how heroes are made can you go to a store and buy them I haven't been to every store. I think it's theoretically possible, but it would be very expensive, and I don't have pockets to carry money. We get you pockets. Aren't there any pockets in your little suit? It's hanging from your body. There's little pockets in there. See, I can put my own livestock in there. No, the, the pockets are fake. These are really shallow. They're for show. They're not real pockets. Well, that's an injustice. Yeah. I'm going to write them up a citation. <laughs> You're writing up Janet the Uchulon for fake pockets. Uh huh. It's hot because I don't have hands, so I have to do a little stalk around a pencil, and I get outside the lines. I color out outside them sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a coloring book for the citations. Ah, uh, perfect. Listen, <laughs> listen, the last person who had that job was literally a duck. <laughs> so I think it's always going to be difficult. That's it's a cursed uh, occupation. <laughs> Well, I want to talk to everybody and make sure we're on the same size because we're a hot dog family. We got to stick together. All right. I appreciate that. I think you may be my secret weapon because I am representing all beholders and you are part of what's supposed to be the neutral arbiters. But if you are secretly in my corner, you know, that's that's politics, my child. <laughs> trying it out, not liking how it sounds. <laughs> it's right back at you, big Papadopoulos. Oh no! <laughs> uh, actually, that one wasn't bad. I'm gonna be honest. I had a knee-jerk response, <laughs> but now that I thought about it, it's pretty cool. You rule, ways a wizard. <laughs> All right. Oh, is there a way that elephants are that on? Is there a way that my uh fuck? What's this stupid race called? Beholders. Beholders. Is there a way that beholders hug? Traditionally, using the uh, death ray is, I would say, the closest. Giving someone the sweet embrace of death is the closest. <laughs> but what if we extended a little tentacle and wrapped it around each other? I've seen them do that with their hands, and they do a little shake, shake. Maybe we work up to it, or. 
have we considered uh, telekinesis ray as a kind of hug? Oh, I like that. Can I do telekinesis? <laughs> I if you if you really try and believe your believe in yourself, I see that your eyes have been replaced with terrible toothy maws. So your stalks are a little different than mine, but chomp chomp chomp. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you think if a beholder tried hard enough, it could invent new rays? Like that doesn't have to just be paralysis ray, sleep ray. It could be hug ray, smooch ray. I, I think they could just learn spells too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they are, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they are actually really powerful in so many different ways. Um, <laughs> we've really Hot made them. Hot dog Ray. Hot dog Ray. <laughs> Hot dog Ray. We, we did also establish uh, the mouth hug, but that was a, that was a honeypot to uh, eat us. <laughs> yeah, we've talked a lot about hugging beholders this season. <laughs> Keep coming back to it. As the scene fades to black, I just want, like, the scene is fading to black, but there's audio over it of uh, Mathers just being like, I was a cave bus to pick up all those scraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just becoming a little bully. Uh, <laughs> writing citations. Here. He's, he's just throwing food all over the ground. What am I supposed to do? Yep, it makes sense. You got to keep their zoo being clean. Um, we're at the uh, end of the episode, so uh, that we're going to do, I think, the, you know, uh, vows part of the ceremony. Did we decide who is uh, overseeing the festivities? Is it Captain Dumil or is it St. Cecilia who's going to be up it there? It should be Captain Dumil. Be- like, we never get to hang out with him. He's <laughs> such a big brainy man. We, we've spray painted a, a suit onto his tank. <laughs> Everyone's spray painting their suits on. We have a lot of non-standard bodies that just aren't going to get clothed correctly here. Can he come to the ring like Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 in a miniature <laughs> wrestling ring that wheels itself out? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, elder brains don't always need to be in the brine pool. They can't just, like, float around as, like, loose brains. But I mm. was thinking, like, yeah, they you, like, put the entire tank onto the golf cart and, like, drive it into yeah. the, <laughs> the ceremony. It's, 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 it's a golf cart that is just plastered with, like, logos for lickums. It's just, like, <laughs> it's yeah. a super, super corporate. Oh, no. Look at that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh Dan has put the picture from the book of the elder brain being in like a ch- uh, big globe chariot being pulled by uh, the troglodytes are these creatures here. Um, so- something like that, but not dark and scary and covered in spikes. <laughs> something much cuter. Yeah, they, they didn't need to put spikes on it. Really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's really adding to the whole thing. But yeah, uh, so like, yeah, Captain Demille gets kind of rolled in, set at the end of the aisle that is set up in some space on the Resubian near the blood fountain. And so Captain Demille up at the front, uh, everyone's gathered. Uh, everything we've established uh, earlier, like the greys are here. Ophelia's in the corner uh, looking uh, uh, critically at the lack of ice cream. Uh, Wendy is avoiding Cecilia. All, all these things that we've established to the whole episode building up to this. And uh, Captain Demille uh, stands at the front. Um, do we want to establish anything else? Because, uh, you know, there's going to be like them walking up the aisle, uh, the music and so forth. I think you've all seen a wedding. I guess it doesn't have to be a, a, an American style or like, you know, a traditional wedding. And that it's, it's space. You're, you're, you're celestial mm-hmm. foxes. It can be anything. But Ophelia did wear white to the wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
right. Yeah, like like in terms of like the details of like what the ceremony itself is, I didn't want to get like too like lost in the weeds about that. Um, because I mean, that's like also kind of a fun space for like just people to project ideas onto. But yeah, um, I think at the very least, the main like Western sort of like traits that we can kind of project in are just like yeah the. Max and Cammy, like Max and Cammy could be walking up together or it could be one than the other, those sort of details. Yeah, I think I'm fine either way about all that. Um, you know, and everyone is there. Just, it's not like there's like there are people here for Cammy and Max separately. I think everyone there for everyone is there for both essentially. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody who has like beef with one of them. In fact, it's like Captain Slack Demille will be like, uh, Dearly beloved, we've come here today. Uh, to bring these two into holy matrimony. If anyone has a reason why these two should not be wed, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. And like, there's, you know, this this brutal moment where anyone can do the very dramatic interruption. It's very. St. Cecilia is holding matters down at this point. He just thinks <laughs> it's like a call of response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where is Bar- Barry? <laughs> so you can sense Barry, but you can't see him, which is even more disturbing. You know he's here somewhere. He's the ring bearer. He's the ring Barry. <laughs> God damn it! Why did I think of the ring Barry? <laughs> no one, no one remembers the ring Barry. That's just they, they, they just already disappeared from the scene. Yeah. Uh, Captain Slack Demille says, uh, "Are you prepared?" As you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. All right. Uh, now it's time for vows. Do you Have you written your own or do you want uh, me to psychically give you the traditional uh, vows right now? This is uh, Captain Jamil speaking directly into your brain, so not everyone here overhears this. So after asking uh, the captain for some uh, from standard vows, Max has a pause before they take a little breath, look over to Cammy, and take her hands into their own. Um, and after taking Cammy's hands into their own, Max looks into her eyes and then says, Cammy, as far back as we were kids, I think we knew two things for sure. One, that we'd be best friends for life. And two, at some point, we just wanted to get far, far away from home and see where we could go. Standing here with you, surrounded by friends and the, oh wait, the, the, the gracious accommodations granted to us by the Lickham's Company, a subsidiary of Dagger Milk Incorporated, I think... I think we did a pretty good job on both counts. I think the moments that linger most in my mind were the nights we'd stargaze among the flower bed around the roof, picking out which systems we want to check out first. And just like how those stars acted as guides for where we wanted to go, we have acted like guides for each other. I, I know I've messed up at times, not telling you things I should have or being a bit too reckless for my own good, but Cammy, I, I just love you so, so much. And I don't know what sort of future we're going to have after these peace talks are done, 
regardless, whatever that future is, I want it to be one that's with you. I vow to be the best I can be for you as we guide each other through space and time itself, wherever that might take us. As long as we avoid the black holes. Thankfully, now that I've seen one up close, I'm pretty sure we can avoid those now. Uh, Max has a, a sort of a sheepish little grin at their attempt at being funny um, before just relaxing a bit, maintaining their gaze into Cammy's eyes and waiting for her vows. Max, we've been fighting side by side for so long. I can't picture what it would be like to do this without you. I remember the first time I pictured this moment with us standing up here in front of all of our friends and family. It's so embarrassing. It was back at Ardwing Academy. Do you remember when we went out for a flight test and we got grounded in a storm and we had to sit together in the cockpit on the runway until the sun went down? I've been trying to think of a a romantic way to tell this story, but I can't, I don't have the words, so I wrote a poem about it. Do you remember the way the engine sighed? I was stuck with you, night was chasing me dead.